It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship the first Saturday in December. It's December the 1st, 2018. Again, good evening and welcome to the Saturday evening worship service of Refuge from the Storm Church. I bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Uh, We welcome you to a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. And we hope that something that is said or done today will bless your spirit and will encourage you uh, to take out the rest of the week. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. If you are a regular listener, a member, or a new listener, thank you for being here, and please join us again the same time, same place, next Saturday. Today, our worship serving team will consist of Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, who will be the speaker of the hour. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will serve as our worship leader. Sister Cassandra Lewis will both lead us in an opening song, and she will lead us in our altar prayer today. Sister Helena Thompson is our talk show manager, and she is assisted by Sister Cheryl Harvey. Sister Kim Straub will extend the invitation to discipleship. I'd like to just share with you a few reminders of our weekly gatherings and events. Uh, Just uh, briefly, today begins the first week of the Advent. And as you uh, may know, the Advent is a time when Christians are encouraged to quiet their spirits and focus themselves on the coming of the birth of Christ. So we will be having Advent readings throughout the month, and Pastor may actually ask some of you to help with those Advent readings just to get us Um, to lead us in that direction. So today is the first week of Advent. Today is also the Lord's Supper. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will further along in the service, will uh, guide you when you should gather up your elements, your bread, your cracker, your water, or your wine. Please remember we have our small group studies every Wednesday evening at Uh, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Now, this week, we will start a new study, and let me get the, the name of the unit. Our new unit theme is Our Love for God, and the first unit will be God is Worthy of Our Love. Now, our subject for us of this coming Wednesday's lesson will be Love and obey God. And if you read Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, you'll be ready for study on this coming Wednesday night. Then please remember our daily morning Bible, um, excuse me, prayer call that starts at 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then on Saturday morning, Minister Juanita Purdy facilitates our Saturday morning prayer call. Join us at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time 
and 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Now, if you have um, looked at the newsletter recently, Pastor has announced that we will be starting a new small group Bible study in January titled Anchored, and it's by author Cynthia Cavanaugh, so that you may, um, I won't say do pre-reading, but get your mind and your budget set to participate in that small group study, please kind of go online and be looking and pricing out the cost of that particular book of those study materials so that you'll be ready in January for the new study. Our prayer focus for this month of December is finishing strong. Uh, We want to pray that whatever God has given your heart and your hands to do this year that you've not quite completed, that you pray and ask God to help you press toward completion of, of that thing, whatever it is. And 2 Corinthians, the 8th chapter, the 11th verse, it reads, So now finish doing it well, so that your readiness in desiring it may be matched by your completing it out of what you have. So when God gives us something to do, we're really pumped up about doing it, but sometimes um, our progress toward that activity doesn't always match up to our excitement. So we want to get revved up to be sure that we finish out the year strong as we prepare for the start of the new year. Also, we continue to, to be ready to receive your daily prayer requests. Please send them to our church's email address, refugefromstorm at aol.com. That's refugefromstorm at aol.com. And I'll be sure and get the prayer request to Pastor Millicent and our minister, Juanita Purdy. As we go through the service, just another friendly reminder and love, please mute your phones. If you um, detect that there's any background noise where you are, we want to maintain the reverence of the service and be respectful to whomever speaking. So thank you for your attention. These are the announcements. If all of our hearts and our minds are cleared at this time, we'll listen to an opening song by Sister Cassandra Lewis to be followed by Elder Carolyn Cunningham, who will lead us through the rest of the service. And again, we invite the Holy Spirit to come and dwell among us. As we go through the service, we say, come Holy Spirit and dwell us right here, right now. Please enjoy the service. Sister Cassandra. Sister Helena, do we have a song we can play? Um, Just a moment, please. Sure. 
Sandra, can you try your star six?
Thank you, Sister Helena, for playing that. Let's start with a prayer of confession. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The scripture selected today is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 21, verses 25 through 36. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that they come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the Advent season of four weeks before Christmas Day. We thank you for this wonderful and holy opportunity to get closer to you and to truly prepare our hearts, souls, and minds to receive you on Christmas. When our memories recall past Christmases, let us not become forlorn and wish for those things, events, people, and places we have lost through targeting, which formerly occupied our lives. Allow us, Lord, to be completely present in the here and now to experience your love. You have shown us through our suffering what truly matters to you, and please help us to embrace those things in our lives the way they are. With your birth, Lord, we experience a new birth also. We cast aside our old selves and take on new God-filled and God-centered lives. Help us during Advent time to consider the amazing changes that your coming into the world have made, not only in the world in general, but in all the ways you, Lord, have changed our inner lives as we move closer to you. 
Help us to see how much more we are focused on you now than we were in our former lives. Thank you for enlightening us through the suffering of others so that we pray to you and ask you to alleviate their pain and trauma in addition to our own. Dear Lord, you have shown us that evil in the world persists as it did during the time you entered the world as an infant. But now, because of your coming into the world, our sins are forgiven. You have given us hope and the promise of our eternal reward in heaven. In this way, our burdens have been lightened and our way in the world has been easier knowing that we will join you, Lord, at the end of our earthly trials. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us the ultimate and supreme gift of your life. Amen, amen, and amen. Now we'll listen to a praise and worship song. That will be followed by the altar prayer, which will be offered today by Sister Cassandra. Amen. 
loving and merciful Father, we come humbly before you in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, asking that you forgive us our sins, those trespasses, transgressions, and iniquities we may have performed. Please pardon us and cleanse us from all such unrighteousness, and please create in us clean hearts and minds and renew steadfast spirits within each of us. And also, dear Lord, instill in us the obedience and a desire to forgive others their sins so that by you we may be forgiven our own sins. Father God, we are so grateful that you look down over us this afternoon, this evening, with loving kindness. We are so grateful that even as our bodies may ache and our minds may be unsettled, you are there to heal us and to hold our spirits away from these wounds. We know that we can thank your son for his benevolent sacrifice because he walked to that cross with a bravery that none of us possess, all because he knew his death would heal us and save us. We pray with faith and thanks in advance this afternoon, this evening, because we know you are sending your miraculous power into us because we ask it as we ask it, and you are giving our minds and bodies rest. We know that you have said in your word that you will send us healing if we but ask it, and so we do. Lord, we humble ourselves before you. We ask this afternoon, this evening, that you come into our spirits and calm and heal us and allow us to be better each moment, this day, tomorrow, and every day. And so we pray this prayer in Jesus, Yeshua's holy name, and by his stripes, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Thank you. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song, which will be followed by the Advent reading, which I will offer today.
Amen. Amen. The the reading for the first uh, week of Advent symbolizes hope, and it's taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2, 6, and 7. The people who worked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow and death, upon them a light has shined. For unto us a child is born, unto us a a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. 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 Now we'll have a a praise and worship song. No, we won't. We will have the, the message which will be delivered today by our pastor, Reverend Millicent Black. That will be followed by a praise and worship song. Thank you, uh, Elder Carolyn. Good evening to everyone. I give thanks and praise to God, my Father, for each of you that are with us today. I'm grateful for your presence on this another Saturday afternoon, another Sabbath day, um, realizing that you didn't have to come by this way, but you chose to, and I am so appreciative that you did. I'm always thankful for the ministry team, and though I don't call them name uh, by name each week, I want you each to know that I appreciate you and what you do to make this service what it should be. I will give the explanation as did Sister Gloria earlier about muting and unmuting if there is excessive noise. Uh, Sister Helena and Sister Cheryl have been given permission to mute those uh, that might be contributing to the noise that might uh, interrupt the flow of the service. It's only for that purpose we want to make sure that we keep the reverence of the Lord God Almighty and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our scripture today is coming from John chapter 8, verse 12. As we have entered into the season of of Advent, I do want to give an explanation. Sometimes uh, we've had questions about us participating in um, holidays or recognition of times that may not necessarily be in the Bible, but I tell you what, the Advent simply is a time of turning your attention towards the excitement and the exuberance of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ And I believe that we are well in order to do that every day, but certainly during this season when commercialization is so prone to take our attention away from the reason for the season. I was in a clinic this week and 
the doctor told me that he was from Trinidad. And that's in the Caribbean. But he asked me about the church that I attended. And as he was about to leave me, he says, and make sure that you, when it comes time to talk about the reason for the season, that you preach it loud and clear. So I want to um, come this evening and, and share with you the reason for the season. And we're going to start with uh, that scripture, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us pray. Most holy God, we come this day in the name of Jesus, who is our light, thanking you, O God, for sending him into the world. We praise you, O God, for this another opportunity to gather around your word, Father. I pray that our hearts will be so toiled, O God, and ready to receive the word of God that will not just make us light bearers, O God, but increase the 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 view of visibility of the light that shines within us. Oh God, we pray in the name of Jesus that as we seek to give you honor and to glorify Jesus the Christ in a world that is so filled with darkness, oh God, we pray that you would use us for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of the message is The Light That Shines in the World. The Light that shines in the world. It is my plan to share sermons this entire month about Jesus being the light of the world and the benefit of having one light that will always make a difference in the life of humanity. Think about all of the many uses of the word light today. All of the many forms of light that there is there are street lights that can only be seen in the area where it stands. You know, your street light, you may have one outside your apartment or outside your home uh, or somewhere on your street. There are street lights. And when there are no street lights, you know the difference because of the, the sometimes the coldness of the darkness that surrounds you. Most street lights only provide sight, not always to the whole street, but rather only in a specific circumference. It doesn't shine on the next street or the next street over. It just shines in the area where it's sitting. However, in that circumference, you can see front, back, and all around. Then there is a flashlight that pretty much does the same thing as a street light. It provides light only in the area where it is pointed. With the street light, you're going to see all around in a certain area, a certain circumference. With the flashlight, you're going to just see where you're pointing it. If you're in a dark room and you're pointing the light straight ahead, you're going to just get sight straight ahead. You won't necessarily be able to see what's to the left or the right or behind you. You won't see much behind you with the flashlight. However, wherever it shines, light is provided. There are car headlights. Again, these lights only shine in the direction that the car is pointed. Have you ever tried to use a car's headlights to find a lost object? 
there is no light provided to the side of the car or around to the back of the car. However, you can use a high beam to see farther ahead. And sometimes by using a high beam, it spreads some, but you're still not going to have any visibility to the side or behind the vehicle. You can actually, uh, in these modern days, find something that's called a headgear light. You can actually strap the light across the top of your head or on your forehead, and it will, like the other lights I have described, provide sight in front of you. Men use this kind of light when working in closed places like underground caves. My cousin used this kind of light to work under my house. There are other kinds of lights and many various uh, variations of bulbs. However, the only light that I know of that shines all around the world is the light that is provided by Jesus Christ. This light provides sight on your path in every direction that you turn. If you turn to the left, to the right, to the front, or to the back, you're going to have light when Christ lives in you. Paul spoke of the height, the width, the breadth, and the length of the love of God. Where God's love is, the light is shining. They used to say it's so high, you can't get over it so low. You can't get under it so wide, you can't get around it. So is the light that shines from Jesus Christ. The light that Jesus provides is shining on every continent at the same time. It's in every state, every nation, and on every island in the world. And Jesus described it as the light of life the light that dispels the darkness of sin. We read in our Bibles that sin is what leads to death. So our scripture for today comes after a very important scene in biblical history. It's one that as I studied, I, I learned that not every scholar uh, or Bible interpreter has included it in the pages of that book. However, the first 11 verses of, of St. John chapter 8 describes the actions of those who claim to have caught a woman in adultery. Neither sinner were named. And I say neither sinner because the woman was not by herself if she was caught. The attention is on the woman's role in this act of committing a sex sin that broke the law of that day. The penalty for this act is stoning until dead. It is interesting that the man is never mentioned, nor is there any punishment assigned to the part he played in the encounter. However, there is the insistence that Jesus pronounce a death sentence on this woman who the men just happened to have caught with the man. My stance on this story is that the patriarchal society is once again at play. You know how it's always easy to blame the woman. It doesn't matter that both had legs and both had clothes and both had to agree to meet, but it's the woman's fault. So say the men. The men seem to take the role of innocence, though without the man, there would be no sex. Where were they? At the man's house? 
Was she with another man's, another woman's husband? Was she another man's wife? The point that Jesus made as he said not a word was that sin is sin. As the light of the world, Jesus came to provide a way out from the penalty of sin. So the penalty for this charge was death. And guess what? It says those who have the light has life. So these actions were very important statements of the true purpose for Jesus coming into the world and of his ability to fulfill God's assignment. Jesus's action was just to stoop down and begin to write in the ground, not speaking an accusation to anyone. The Bible tells us that as Jesus stooped down to the ground, he began to write in the dirt with his finger. One scholar stated that this writing is similar to or probably was similar to the representation of God writing the Ten Commandments on a tablet of stone. As such, Jesus might have been writing the Ten Commandments and the thou shalt nots were coming up. You know that one, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not covet another man's nothing. Notice it said man's that were declared by God. He might have been writing the names of the accusers and their sins under their names. Jesus might have been showing the accusers how their lives would look under the magnifying glass of the light. In any event, all of the accusers left the woman standing with Jesus, after which Jesus spoke the freeing words to her. I don't accuse you either. The light of the world was able to dispel the darkness that threatened to overcome this woman's life. She really might have been a victim of circumstance herself. Could it be that these men left this woman alone because they were of the sort described to Nicodemus by Jesus in John 3? Jesus told Nicodemus that men love dark rather than light because their deeds are evil. How many times have they come to accuse you? Right now, your accusers may refuse to show themselves because their dark is darker than what they project onto you. Don't you hate it when people throw rocks and hide their hands? They might whisper about some fault that you had 20 years ago, ignoring that sin also lives in their house. Their sinful deeds were carried out just yesterday. In fact, pointing a finger at you is a sin and sin does represent the darkness. After the events of the adultery, Jesus makes the second of seven I am statements found in the book of John. I am the light of the world, he declared. Why is this so important? At the very beginning of creation, separating the light from the darkness was one of the first things God did. The dark represents chaos. It represents sin, wickedness, evil, and immorality. All kinds of depravity are done in the dark. Robbery, murders, rapes, 
vandalisms, they're all crimes that predominantly take place at night or in the dark. Jesus goes on to say in verse 21, but those doing right come gladly to the light to let everyone see that they are doing what God wants them to. When you are honest and determined to walk in integrity, there is no need to slip and slide. You don't have to always be looking behind you and wondering who's out to get you. Jesus said many hate that he came into the world as light because they liked their sin. They did not want anyone to challenge them to live right. Do you all remember the old cowboy stories that were shown on television? I hate to date myself, but I saw them mostly in black and white. You know, the town would always rejoice when a good, honest sheriff came to town. They wanted someone who would clean up the crime in the town. We aren't any different today. Don't we carefully watch to see the character of those persons elected to the presidency, the Supreme Court, or even our local elections? We appreciate the candidate that survives the mudslinging because we like those who can su sustain, be sustained and withstand a bright shining light on their past. Jesus proclaims, I am the light of the world, plainly in the most absolute sense. But though he gives his disciples the same title, they are only light in the world. Notice the difference. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. We're just light in the world. They can only shine or we can only shine as long as Jesus lives in us. And though he calls John the Baptist the burning and shining light, yet John was not that light but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which coming into the world, lighteth every man. Thus we are admonished to be a light on top of a hill and not hidden under a basket. You know, in order to be able to stand being a light on top of the hill, we have to live a life that is not gonna bring shame or embarrassment to us. Otherwise, we kind of want to take the back burner. We want to stay in the background. We don't want to be seen. But we are those who come gladly to the light. We too are called to be the lighters of the way to those who are wandering in darkness. So I thought this afternoon I would just share with you some qualities of a light bearer. Obviously, Jesus is the light. And we are those who have some of that light. The first quality of a light bearer, and I kind of took the word light, made, made it as, as an acronym, and you'll hear what I came up with. Love is the first one for L in light. Paul reminds us that love never fails. And John tells us that the light will never be comprehended or overcome by darkness. 
So since both love and light will always remain, it's up to you and me to share that love with others. It's up to you and, and, and it's up to me to make sure that others feel the acceptance into the body of Christ. It's up to us to make sure that when we see our brother down, we go and lift them up. It's up to us to make sure that when we hear about a need, if it's in any way possible for us to help, to be of any assistance, that we give it. Because love never fails to show up. And the light in us is what compels us to help others to know Christ. The, the I in light, I use the word invest. We have to invest in the spiritual growth of those who come to Jesus as the light of the world. Many times people accept the invitation to become a member of the family of God only to find that the family is too busy to be bothered with them. Have you had this certain sister call you on the phone at some of the most inopportune times and you really don't have time to talk with her? Do you just ignore the phone or do you pick up the phone and say, hey, there, is this an emergency? I'm in the middle of something. Can I get back to you? Do you look at the phone and say, oh, no, there's sister so-and-so again. I just don't have time. Or do you just take time and say, well, whatever it is I've got going on, she just might have a crisis going. Let me check and see. Invest that time in your sister. Sometimes they need to have someone to be around. I don't know about you all, but I spent a lot of time by myself and I appreciate time spent with other sisters in Christ. And so Sometimes it may mean investing an hour to go have a cup of coffee or go have a hamburger together or just go for a walk. That investment of time is necessary when you want to help a new member of the family of God learn to walk as a Christian. The GN light stands for grow. Our maturity must, first of all, be consistently worked on. We can't just wake up this morning and say, well, I'm as mature as I need to be in Christ. No, it takes time. It takes time in the word. It takes time in prayer. It takes time in devotion and talking and listening to God. It takes time looking at how Jesus walked in the light so that we could imitate him The scripture talks to us about growing in grace. And that's for all of us. If we're going to help someone else, we have to walk that road our, ourselves. The more we walk in the light of Christ, the more we grow. The H stands for help. Help those who are lost find their way to the light that Christ is in this world of darkness. And sometimes we just don't feel like helping. But I tell you what, we're supposed to deny ourselves. The scripture in Galatians tells us that the weak are to bear the infirmities. The strongest are to bear the infirmity of the weak. It tells us that no man is an island unto himself. 
Jesus Christ told us, in as much as you've done it unto the least of these, my little ones, you've done it unto me. We are compelled to carry out the Great Commission. Go, make disciples, teach them, and baptize them all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Can you remember a time when someone came to help you on this journey? Do you remember a time someone took the time to explain to you how it works, to explain to you what that scripture meant? Do you remember a time that someone just took you by the arm and says, here, let me let me walk with you a little while. That's called help. Helping my sister or my brother. And then the T in light stands for torch. As we've already been told, we are to let our lights shine. We are to have that torch. You know, the torch that the um, Statue of Liberty holds up in the New York Harbor. That light is shown and many a ship have been pulled in, drawn into the harbor because that torch was being held high and shining bright. The songwriter penned the song this Little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm going to let it shine. The object of our adversary is to put our light out. I'll say that one again. The object of our adversary is to put our light out. He doesn't want us singing about any kind of light in our lives. We just have to keep marching, though, up the king's highway. We saw that, and certainly I used to see it every Sunday morning, the uh, motto for this particular church service that came on is it just takes one candle to curse the darkness. So whatever it takes for us to keep marching, we have to keep marching and hold our lights up high. Keep showing the love of Jesus. Keep investing in the spiritual maturity of those who join the family of God. And to those who we hope will accept the invitation to follow Jesus Christ, the light of the world, we have to be a light. The last part of that scripture, verse 12 of John chapter 8 says, He that followeth me shall have the light of life. One thing about light is if you're in a dark place, when the light goes out, all you're going to see is darkness. Sometimes when people reach the end of their life here on earth and they transition to another world, people will say that another light has gone out. But I'm going to tell you what this word says is then we have the light of life. We don't transition into darkness. We transition into light. As one does a light going before him, and as the Israelites did the pillar of the bright cloud in the wilderness, the light promises us not just a spiritual life here on earth and a relationship with the Father, but eternal life in a place where the Father is the light. In fact, there will be no need for any other light is what we're told in the book of Revelations. And there will not be a need for the light from the sun or the moon or the stars or any of the other lights. 
that I described at the beginning of the message. There will come a day when the light of the world will give way to the eternal light of the Lord God himself. But in the meantime, we live in a world that seemingly is growing ever darker. Those who have been convinced to become followers of the light, the numbers, according to the data that is shown, are sh is shrinking. Does that mean that the light is shrinking in the world? It means that the numbers of those carrying the light is shrinking. But I'm going to tell you what, we'll have to be as determined as, as what Jesus said and as, or as the songwriter who says it. For the word says, God said, if, if, if I needed to, I can make the rocks cry out. I don't have to have a choir. I can make, I can make the rocks a, cry, a, a, a choir. But we have to be determined when it comes to the light of the world and to following the light of the world and to being a light in the world of darkness. I'm not going to let a, a, a rock cry out to me for me, and I'm not going to let anyone else hold up the light in my life. And you can look at it that way. Hold up the light in your life could be like a robber coming and saying, you put your light out or else. Or you could be determined to use the, the your hand of your spirit to hold your light up high. And when sisters and brothers are in need of, of, of getting out of darkness, finding the way out of darkness, you can walk over to them and say, here, use my light. I'm a follower of Jesus, the light of the world. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Milson, for your very inspirational message. Now the uh, Lord's Supper will be offered after the next praise and worship song. While the song is playing, please gather your elements for Holy Communion. That could be water, juice, or wine to symbolize the blood of Jesus and a piece of bread or cracker to symbolize the body of Jesus. Let us listen to the praise and worship song.
Amen. Amen. I invite you to this table in the name of the one who said, I am the bread of life. In fact, that was the very first I am that Jesus announced. This is the table of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is here that we remember how he gave his body and his blood to save us. On the night he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread and after giving thanks to God, broke it and gave it to his disciples. He said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us even unto death. Send your spirit upon us so that we may know that all who eat and drink at your table in our congregation and around the world are one body, one holy people. As you take your bread, this is Jesus's body that was broken for you. You may eat it now. After supper, Jesus took the cup of wine and after giving thanks, gave it to them and said, drink this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, remember it, me. Let's pray together. Lord, give us clean hearts, forgiving hearts, praising hearts. As we drink this, we join with our brothers and sisters in heaven and on earth, giving thanks to you in an endless song of praise. As you take your water, your juice, or your wine in your hand, let us all drink together. The blood of Christ was shed for you. 
We have come to the Lord's table. We have eaten the bread of heaven. The Holy Spirit will transform us from within so that we can see with Jesus' eyes, hear with Jesus' ears, speak with Jesus' mouth, feel the world as Jesus feels, to taste and see that the Lord is good. Go into your week nourished by the bread of life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, Sister Kim will offer the invitation to discipleship that will be followed by our closing worship and praise song. We are at the point in the worship service where we will offer the invitation to discipleship. If you are on the call tonight, and you desire to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please remember, Jesus loves you. He is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of the rope. Some steps to take on the road to salvation. Admit you can't save yourself from your sin. Be willing to repent and turn away from sin. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer of salvation. Dear God, I know I'm not able to save myself from sin. I know I'm not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. Start reading the Bible and email us at mgrace321 at gmail.com. That's mgrace321 at gmail.com to become a member for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible.
wanted to tell you all that I am looking for persons who are willing to participate in the Advent readings each Saturday afternoon. So if you would please uh, contact me and, and tell me of your willingness, I would so appreciate it. Also, if, uh, if Elder Carolyn has time again, we would like to just kind of start on our Christmas Eve candlelight service that has been such a blessing the last two Christmases. Uh, and we would need persons to participate in that. And if you would, uh, um, Elder Carolyn, I'm going to just kind of volunteer you. If it's not convenient, we can talk about it, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, if you could contact Elder Carolyn of your willingness to participate, that would be great also. I believe that's been a real blessing for each of us to uh, be a part of that Christmas Eve candlelight service. We have uh, shared in the, in the readings and the singing and uh, had communion together and then light our candle in our home as a symbol of the light of the world and since we'll be sharing in that uh in that topic throughout the month i think by by christmas eve we'll be ready to light that candle and declare and 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 proclaim that we are part of the light i do want to invite early risers to come and and be with us uh, Monday through Friday, 
5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern time for our early morning prayer. We are standing in the gap on behalf of many. We aren't just praying about our own situations. We are holding up many people, many families before the Lord. And I believe we're seeing some answers. Uh, also on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time, we have our Bible study and we'll go through this month. I'm not sure what's causing the echo, but we'll go through this month studying uh, from uh, the regular international and standard Sunday school lessons that can be found online. And then starting in January, we'll be uh, uh, starting a small group study that's entitled Anchored. And it's just talking about how other Bible leaders went through storms, the storms of their life. Um, I do encourage you all to check out the newsletter. Information about all of these things that both Sister Gloria and I have talked about tonight is in that newsletter. It is so well prepared. If 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 everyone can mute themselves just for a minute, and let me see if that's where the echo is coming from. Thank you. Uh, it, it's such a beautiful, such a beautiful document. So I do encourage you to uh, don't just look at that um, newsletter, but use it to mark your calendar for some times that you want to be present at some of the services that we are offering. After the benediction and the recording has ended, there will be uh, we will be here to pray with those who desire prayer, and we offer you an opportunity to stay and share, and we will be happy to pray with you. Again, thank you for your your time and your attention and your attendance, and I pray that you will go into the week just remembering that you are not stumbling in darkness for you belong to Jesus who is the light of the world and because he lives in you then you are a light in the world now may the love of the father the tenderness of the son and the presence of the spirit gladden your heart and bring peace to your soul this day and all days May God the Father prepare your journey. Jesus the Son guide your footsteps. The life of, of the Spirit strengthen your body. That the three in one watch over you on every road that you may follow. May the peace of God enfold us, the love of God uphold us, and the wisdom of God control us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, let's see. I'm going to try and stop the recording. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.